Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. Welcome to Grilling at the Green After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome to After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. We're very fortunate to have Charlie Reimer with us today. Charlie just got back from Scotland and Ireland. Little, tri- I'd like to be a little fly on the wall on those trips, Charlie. Just, just, <laughs> little. and and I can, you know, with a, with enough uh, liquid in me, I can speak uh, brogue really well. <laughs> I had some guys with me that were speaking uh, Gaelic by the time we left Ireland, but uh, it, it really is these trips. Uh, uh, we had sixteen folks. We had a great itinerary that included uh, some amazing golf courses, included including Royal County down that I've always wanted to place about an hour North of Belfast. And it, it certainly lived up to all the accolades. And then, uh, um, we were at uh, Trump Turnberry for uh, quite a few days and, uh, Mr. Trump did an amazing job restoring, uh, the Elsa course, a course famous for the 1977 duel in the sun with, uh, Tom Watson and Jack Nicholas. And then Stuart Sink, uh, beat uh, uh, Tom Watson in the playoff there, and and that golf course has a different sort of complexion to it, and and um, some say it might be the best golf course in all of Scotland now, and I, and I I would have a hard time arguing against that. So we had some really cool golf courses, and and uh, you you know you sort of get tired because guys aren't used to walking every day, and and I can tell you one thing after playing golf on a great links. In Scotland or Ireland, there ain't nothing that tastes as good as a Bennis. Uh, uh, excuse me, <laughs> I had yeah. so much I can't pronounce it right. <laughs> there ain't nothing that tastes as good as a Guinness poured out of a of a, a draft. Uh, it's it just amazing after a round of golf. It just goes down so smooth. So, um, and that and that's where really all the fun starts on these golf trips. But um, it, it's uh, you've never been to Scotland, Ireland. Go sometime. You'll, you'll really enjoy it. Had. Um... If if some of the guys had never been there before in in Scotland or Ireland or the UK, whatever, they have some different food. I mean, if you look at just like a a normal breakfast there, they've got kind of a combination of breakfast and lunch for us, if you will. They've got they've got eggs and bacon, but they've got beans. They got sliced tomatoes. They've got different things like that. How did the, how did your guys handle all that? did they make fun of it or did they just chow down because they were tired and hungry? Well, they learned after the first day that you better eat a big breakfast because there's not a whole lot, you know, in terms of a turn house when you play golf in that part of the world and you better bring like a little Yeti canteen with you, you know, for to have some water in there. But that the, they really like the full Scottish and full Irish breakfast with the exception of black pudding and white pudding. Nobody's real sure what that is. So <laughs> Um, and if you order eggs over there, they serve them a little runny. I always ask for them well done, but the bacon is just spectacular. And, and, um, I drink coffee when I'm here. I generally have hot tea, uh, when I'm over there. And and so the breakfast is great. And, um, yeah, yeah. When you go to Scotland in particular, it doesn't matter what you order for dinner. You get burnt meat with brown gravy. Um, 
Well, that's just pretty much what you get. But I will tell you that both in Scotland and Ireland, and and I love both. I'm gonna have to say the food's uh, much better in Ireland. But they do something to their potatoes over there. I mean, they're not like the potatoes we get here. They're absolutely incredible. And and any you know any way you can get them, get them over there. They're, they're amazing. Good good beef, good seafood. Um, and and because you. Uh, probably walk seven or eight miles every day you know you feel like you can you know go ahead and eat and you're you know you get back and you lost five or ten pounds on the trip so it's a, it's a great trip to enjoy chowing down because you are burning a lot of calories i wonder if i could start a, a barbecue stand at the turn at one of those places mm, it's a pretty good idea you'd sell a lot because i can tell you you get pretty hungry out there for sure yeah yeah I could, you know, you could give a guy, you know, four ribs and something else and something to drink, and you could probably yeah. go to go to the bank with that. Yeah, I'd say it would do do pretty well. I didn't see any barbecue while I was over there, but I, I'm sure uh, I didn't look real hard. But uh, I was too busy eating burnt meat with brown gravy everywhere I went. Well, that so. barbecue is taken off uh, in London. I can tell you yeah. that, but yeah. I don't know about, uh, you know. Belfast or uh, St. Andrews or Glasgow or any of those places. But I know in London, they've got quite a few now barbecue places. And uh, the first time the people ate it, they went, huh? We're 10 miles alive. Yeah. 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 So they do that. Okay. Let's, um, let's, let's ask you some fun questions. Uh, you just came back from a big trip. What is the best part of that travel? And what is the worst or most difficult? Well, the best part of of a um, golf trip with guys uh, where you're walking um, is it, just you, you really just sort of bond. You're all tired together and, you know, you have some ups and downs and, you know, the end of the trip, you, you know, you, it's not a, a handshake and a thank you. And, and it, it's like a hug and tears. And this was an incredible, you know, 10 or 12 day trip. And, and there's just a lot of bonding that happens on, on golf trips in particular, when you go to part of the world, when, um, where, where you're walking, um, you know, gosh, going to Scotland and Ireland, I mean, there, there's really not much bad. I mean, it's coming from the East coast in the U S it's a five hour time adjustment. That's probably the worst part, you know, yeah. it's a couple of days on either side of the trip, but, you know, it, 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 it's really worth going through that adjustment because of what you get to see and, and, and the experience you have and, and the, the bonding that you get to do on a trip like that. You have a favorite or a not so favorite sports writer, especially when you were uh, competing. Uh, I don't ha really have any not so favorites. Um, of course, I mean, listen, I've always a big Dan Jenkins fan, you, you know, yeah. dead soft, perfect and all of that. But uh, the, the the sports writer, the, in particular golf writer that I knew the best because I knew him really from college and we lost him way too soon was uh, Tim Rosefort. And uh, I got to work a lot with Tim uh, and, and uh, his his run at Golf Channel and NBC. And he just, just absolutely a lovely man and and uh, incredible at his job. And and you, you, there's impossible to ever hear anything yeah. Uh, said about him. So I, I really missed him. He was incredible what he did. And I'm going to say that he was definitely my favorite golf rider. I always liked it when he did his uh, reports, if they had him on golf central or whatever, he was very 
very concise and he was very um factual in in the part that he said i talked to right i, I talked to charlie five minutes before we came on the air and i got this response from him you know right. and, and so you knew it was it was not some hyperbole it was just right there and right. and i always appreciated that from him i yeah. never met him but uh, yeah smiling thinking about him because we might have been pulling his pants down while he was doing that report or he looked <laughs> <laughs> I miss uh, dearly about doing TV um, on a daily basis is, is all of the uh, sarcasm and fun times that we had and the things that, you know, weren't on camera that we were always messing with each other. And Tim was always right in the middle of that. And uh, that was, it could be epic at times, but he had a lot of game. Good. Good. Uh, he was a great man. Um. I, I may have asked you this before, but bear with me. If you could play a round of golf with one of your golfing heroes, who would it be, Charlie? Uh, you have asked me this, and um, I'm going to answer the the same way I did before. Um, you know, I, I've been very fortunate to get a chance to play golf with most of my golfing heroes. And and so uh, my, my favorite folks to play golf with and I got a chance to do it a couple weeks after Father's Day this year is uh, my dad uh Jim and my oldest son Charlie and my youngest son Hayden that's my foursome right there if you ask me you know who's your foursome past present living famous heroes that's my foursome right there my dad and my two sons that's the best day that I'm ever gonna have on a golf course right there good for you now I know working in television uh can be tough sometimes because of uh you know things change something happens the schedule changes you got a producer yelling in your ear ear all that part but what you're doing right now uh which you seem to be having an inordinate amount of fun charlie uh what's the toughest part of your job right now if there is one getting home on time or what <laughs> well, when I was doing morning drive for golf channel, the toughest part was that three ten wake up call. I can tell you that, but uh, you know, I, I never, you know, the, the, the just travel. You, you know, I, yeah. I, I love the opportunities that I have, and and uh, I, I spend a lot of time in my car. You know, I, I'll eat up a eight or ten hour drive, so I don't don't have to um, get on an airplane going somewhere. It just tra travel is pretty stressful. And, and without like the noise canceling headphones, you can just push the button and make the whole world go away. It's, it's, it's pretty intolerable. But um, if I had one of those transporters, like they had, you know, on, on Star Trek where they just beam me. Oh yeah. Life would be perfect then. So <laughs> tra travel gets a little old. I would be careful of that, though, if you had to, like, be transported the same time, say, as uh, Brandel. You guys might get yeah. mixed up a little bit there. Yeah. You know. And I'd come out with pretty hair. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you were playing, and this is something I don't, I don't think I asked you before, but when you were playing on tour and stuff and you had big rain delays or lightning or whatever, a weather delay. What did you guys do? Did you just go in and hang out in the clubhouse? You know, if it was, if they thought it was going to be 15 minutes, you got in the van maybe and hit out. But if it was 
the monsoon set in and you knew it was going to be an hour or two. What did you do? Did you start up a crap game or something? Or what'd you no, do? I just told stories. And when the players got tired of hearing them, I'd go hang out with the caddies. And when the caddies got tired of hearing them, I'd go hang out with the fans. I just talked. Talk the whole time. Talk, 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 talk. That's the only way I know to pass time. Back yeah. way we crazy. But, uh, you know, some guys would read a book. Some guys would take a nap. Um, and, I, and I would just bug them, you know. And they, they didn't need to talk back. It's like Lee Trevino said. All, all you got to do is listen. You don't have to talk back. <laughs> so that's all. I that's good. Now, now that you told the uh, Colt Ford story earlier in the sh regular show, if we put your skills to music, has there been any change in that? Or what would you say now? My musical aptitude? Uh, well, I, I would say this. My appreciation for music on a scale of 1 to 100 is 100. My aptitude on a scale of 1 to 100 is negative 100. I have no aptitude. I can't even, like, clap on beat, you know? Like, I go to college football game and I just have to sit on my hands. I mean, it's, it's horrible. I love, I love music. And, and I, I guess, you know, I've always had pretty good rhythm in my golf swing, but I have no musical ability whatsoever, but I love listening to folks that do. Yeah. I'm uh that's why I became in radio. Cause I couldn't sing. I couldn't dance, uh, but I knew the music I liked. So that made it work for me, yep. you know, like that. Um, I don't know if I ask you this either. And and the only reason is it's been several months since you've been on the show and my memory is not that good <laughs> anymore, but uh, what would your um, last meal be on death row? Oh, um, you know, it would involve some fried chicken. It would involve some fried okra. Um, no burnt really, meat. No burnt meat with brown gravy. Really, no, it wouldn't have that. It, <laughs> a really good, like biscuit. Like um, my grandmother Susu made biscuits. They were like flat biscuits. They weren't like these big fluffy biscuits. Like a really good biscuit. Um, my wife makes a. Uh, of course, if I was on death row, she wouldn't be cooking for me. But she makes an unbelievable like apple pie and a cast iron skillet with some homemade ice cream. So how about that? Fried chicken, maybe some good collard greens with some old-fashioned Southern hot chow chow. There you That's go. That's right there. I'm with you on those flat biscuits. My mom made those. And, you know, when you go to butter them, and I'm a, I'm a butter and honey guy, kind of, um, but that butter would soak in and the bottom of the biscuit was kind of crunchy, but the middle was still soft. And that you get the, anyway, I'm making myself hungry, but yeah. They're referred to as tea biscuits. Yes. I uh, love a flat biscuit. I don't like those big fluffy biscuits. Now nah, that's just too doughy for me. Yeah. And it's like that. Um, since you've talked to me the last time and, and you got over, folks, if you don't know this, Charlie kicked cancer's ass. He also beat COVID. I remember when you had COVID and I, and I talked to you, man, you were, it was rough. For you. Yeah, it was really rough. But now that you've gone through that, uh, come out the other side as we knew you would. Has your outlook on things changed? I mean, if I was to say, Charlie, give the world a message from Charlie Reimer. Had, would that have changed over the last three or four years? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, 
the the COVID was um, I had it really early um, when uh, uh, they sent all the kids home from college. I ended up it's a long story, but if they hadn't sent the kids home from college, I don't know that I would have gotten it. I might have, but but it seemed like a great decision at the time. But I, I had it really early, and they didn't know what to do, and it seemed uh, you know, pretty severe. I was hospitalized early and then, you know, you get over that and then the cancer came in and, and, uh, that's a whole different process. But, um, yeah, I, I would say, uh, you know, look, looking and dealing with both of those things, um, I could be grumpy about it or I could say, Hey, you know what? I was blessed that I was able to get through them. And, and, uh, that's the way I look at it. And, and so moving forward, I'm looking at ways to try and help people that, you know, in particular, dealing with cancer, we're looking at um, uh, starting a a new cancer charity and and uh, using my TV show to help be the mouth uh, piece of that. And uh, um, Jeff, I listen. I can sit down and you know do giggles with people and golf and tell stories, and I enjoy doing that. But it seems a little bit hollow. So my messaging is going to change. Somewhat, I'll still do that, but I also want to have some serious messaging in there. If you're dealing with adversity, you know, you got you got folks pulling for you. You know, I learned the the power of prayer, having people praying for me. I, I I could feel it; it helped me a lot. And I I you know pray for folks that are struggling, and 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 um, it's just it's just something that you know I'll be able to tell some inspirational stories. Uh, but there's just a you know there's a lot of bad stuff out there, and and folks need some help, and that's fine, and and. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take the blessings that came my way and 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 try and help the folks that follow, and that's what's most important in my personal life for me moving forward. I good for you, Charlie. I uh, <clears throat> I have a family member who beat cancer twice, but their outlook kind of went the other way, very sour and dour. Right. Uh, that person was tough enough to get along with before the cancer and Jesus, after that, it was <laughs> terrible, but, yeah. and, yeah. and I don't, and I'm not saying that lightly people, but I think we have a choice. You can make the best of it like you did and come out with a, a brighter outlook and more appreciative about things, or you can do like this other person I speak of, um, not so much on that. So good for you, right. my friend. Good for you. Charlie, right. that's that's going to wrap up after hours. Uh, thank you. As always. How, how can people find you if they want to uh, look at your golf videos or that you're working on or, you know, anything? Right. The best place would be uh, go to playgolfmyrtlebeach.com. That has a connection to all the stuff that uh, we're doing here in Myrtle Beach. And and uh, this new series I'm doing where we're at uh, 66 golf courses, that's a, that's the best place to start. Uh, there's also a lot of that is uh, um, alive on YouTube. So uh, you can go to YouTube and search Charlie Romer. No H in Rhymer, R-Y-M-E-R. And, right. Uh, there's a decent amount of content that pops up there as well. And thank you for asking. No, no problem. No problem. That's going to do it for After Hours this week. We want to thank Charlie for being with us again. He's always such a great guest, and I'm so happy that he's uh, that he's doing well, got his health issues behind him. And for you folks out there, go out and uh, play some golf, have some fun, and be kind. Take care, everybody. <laughs>